Hey sister friend, I'm your host Michaela. Sis, what has been going on because it's time to increase? Okay, so sis, I hope that your holidays were peaceful, were joyful, because I know COVID has made it look differently and we have had to do a lot of virtual Zoom gatherings with family and friends. So I don't know about y'all, I have family traditions, so that was real different this year. Usually we um, do gingerbread house competition. This year we didn't do it. The winner or the household, whoever, gets bragging rights, basically. That's basically what they win. It's really nothing. So we didn't do that this year. We usually do, but just due to COVID, you know, restrictions, guidelines, all that good stuff. What else? Um, My holidays are fine. I got everything that I needed um, and not what I wanted. So I got a whole lot of equipment for my podcast and I'm super grateful about because I was really trusting God in just supplying all my needs um, with what I specifically needed. I do work, but at the same time, you know, you have to invest your money into, into things, distribute it in different ways. So that's exactly what I was doing. And unfortunately, I just could not do it due to the other things that I was doing, investing myself in. But I'm so grateful that I have family and friends that both understand my visions and my dreams to really support me through my journey. So, yeah, that is basically it. So, let's go ahead and get into the next the segment, which is the introduction. The introduction is called Lotus Blue. And Lotus Blue is basically what I tell you what's going on in my world and just a little glimpse of my life and how my week has been going. So, like I said, my holidays were different this year. And to add on, usually I go up to Virginia back at home um, during Christmas. But, of course, just due to COVID, I didn't. So, didn't travel. I just stayed home. So, my week started off emotional. It was rough for the first two days. Monday, I was having a little situation going on. And then Tuesday, it was more so of an acknowledgement of that situation. So really just being entitled to my feelings and acknowledging them, but not sitting in that. So that's what I did. I took the time out to heal and I took the time out to just create my own space and opportunity for me to really indulge and go deep within my emotions, but also be aware of my surroundings. So, yeah, I am trying to tell myself what what I've been doing is really disciplining myself based among telling myself that it's just a bad moment. It's not a bad week. It's not a bad day. It's just a bad moment. So 
that was what I kept telling myself on Tuesday and Monday because those moments really were just heavy and it kind of made the day heavy, but I still was moving and walking into something that I knew that I should still keep going. So it was a constant like, okay, you feel like this, but you got to keep going. I know that hurts, but you got to keep moving. And it wasn't like, you know, some people are stubborn and like they want to surpass stuff and be like, oh, I'm busy. Like, I don't feel anything like it's whatever. But then they have like a breakdown. Like after you ask them what's wrong, it's like, well, you would have just took a moment. We could have talked about this, you know, type thing. So that's what I did. And, um, I basically just tell everybody I need my space because sometimes people want you to still show up as the full, fullest rep, fullest version of yourself and a representation of yourself that you cannot provide. And for me in that moment, I just did not want to be bothered. I didn't want to talk to anybody because I knew that I had to do what was best for me in that moment. And that was to just be alone and not really be under the influence of somebody else making me feel better. I needed to make myself feel better. So that's what I did. I took the time out to understand what was going on um, and why I was feeling like that. Well, I already knew why, but just taking the time out to be like, okay, okay, I know that hurt you, it's okay, but you got things to do, and that's just exactly what I did, so that's what happened, and now I am slowly but surely getting back to myself, um, most likely, I still do have to heal from it, so I'm not 100% myself, but I am getting back in my own rhythm because sometimes when you automatically have a shift in your own environment, it can cause you to be shifted too. So it's just like one of those things where you just have to walk through it instead of run through it. So that's just what I did, or that's what I'm doing right now. And then most likely I'll be fine. So, um, yeah, that's just how my week started. That's just what's been going on. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I'm not, I haven't been working. Well, I'm not, I took off work for this week because, um, I have to go back to school in two weeks and, um, yeah, I, I need a break. So I took off and, um, really just kind of preparing myself to get back in that loop of things and just what I got to do, how I got to do it, because this is my last semester as an undergrad, and I am really terrified. <laughs> I am terrified um, because this is it. I'm one step closer to an open door, and that's the real world. And, um, you know, as much as I would like to say that I'm ready and that, oh my God, I can't wait, I'm actually quite scared, but, you know, I'll get through it. I'll figure it out like everybody else and I'll get my own little rhythm, but, um, for the most part, yeah, that's, that's really it. Just really like getting that, doing that 
getting this internship that I need and graduating. Hopefully, I can graduate in May. I don't really know yet, but like, and I want to say that doesn't mean like me in general. That's just me like walk across the stage. So hopefully, COVID is gone. Oh, please go away by May so I can walk across that stage because few these last four years have I feel like mm-mm, th- this is like worse than high school because wow and I don't even feel like I'm about to graduate honestly it feels like like when you talk about something but don't really realize it's happening like, to me, this feels like exactly what it felt like a high school. And, um, yeah, that's just basically what it is. What I, I'm getting prepared for. I'm supposed to be taking a trip. I'm taking a vacation before I go back to school. Because, like I said, I need a break. <laughs> and I am fully aware of that. So, that is what I'm going to be doing. I have not traveled since covid so this will actually be my first time traveling. I'll be gone for about five days. So, yeah, that should be fun um, just to be in a different environment, different state for a couple of days. And I'll come back and then I go right back to school. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that is what I am doing. But, okay, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next segment of this podcast and that is that's a good word so that's a good word basically is a segment of the podcast where I find something somebody submits something and we talk about it I break it down um from the way I may have viewed it and yeah that's just that's just basically what it is nothing more nothing less Okay, so let me get it. So this quote says, healing doesn't have to look magical or pretty. Real healing is hard, exhausting, and draining. Let yourself go through it. Okay, let's go ahead and break this all the way down. Healing is not does not have to provide evidence. Let's get that straight. To me, that is just the number one rule. That is the number one law. Like healing does not have to provide evidence because a lot of people look for that when you heal that you have a glow and it's like, mm, I've healed internally so I can provide externally. And just to let you know, you should go watch the last podcast with me and my best friend because when we talked about damaged goods, we talked about a product still being a produce but not producing the same quality because it still may be bad and sometimes when that happens it's really hard to identify what's good and bad because you think that you're producing something that's good when it's really bad and it's just really out of control like when you when you think about stuff like that because you kind of really project negativity on somebody without even knowing it and 
it's not about how it's not it's about how you heal but it's not about what you look like after you heal like does that make sense because healing is very hard the most hardest thing that you're going to have to go through life is working on yourself because as you heal you're actually hurting but you're releasing that pain so you can welcome like something else that's bigger than that pain which is most likely peace because it doesn't hurt you anymore. That weight isn't on you anymore. You released whatever it was in order for you to heal and to walk the way that you want to walk. Something that somebody's always told me is that my words don't align with my actions. And it took me a while to really understand what they were talking about. And something that I would probably say is that I have had a tendency of lying because it makes me look good and that other person look bad. But why not own up to my truth and be like, yeah, like I did do that. Or like, yeah, like why not take responsibility in that? Because in a way, most likely I was hurting somebody and not even knowing it because I was too protecting I was I was too covenant in protecting myself and I wasn't aware of anybody else around me and that was being selfish because it wasn't just about me and any relationship and any friendship it was about that person too and they have feelings too and I couldn't even acknowledge that so I had to go through my own healing and really figure out how to heal me. And one thing that I will probably say is that I am watching uh, Michael Todd series and it's called F.U. I know that title gets your attention. I think the title was intentional, but it stands for Forgiveness University. I am on episode seven. I fin- I just finished six, so I'm about to start seven soon. And um, it talks about the different dynamics of forgiveness and how forgiveness is some way tied into healing. And one thing that stood out to me, I think in part six or part five, was that he said, forgive them because they didn't know any better. Forgive them because their trauma hurts you and then forgive them because it's finally time to forgive yourself. And that wasn't even like scripted or anything like that. Like he, when he said, was saying those things, he was really like meaning it. That wasn't like a joke or anything like that. Like he meant what he said. And it hit me and it dawned on me so hard that I don't really ever think I took the time out to forgive myself for possibly hurting somebody or putting myself in a predicament where I did get hurt. And then I kind of went into a deeper layer than that. And I was thinking about just overall what forgiveness is to me and what does it look like? Like, I'll be the first, like, if I mess up, like, I know I was talking about me lying because that's my past version of myself, but I know that if I was to mess up, like, automatically, I would 
be like, hey, like I messed up and I'm so sorry, but not want an apology back. Like, does that make sense? Like, I would let people slide because I'm like, oh, it's like whatever. Like, you don't. I it was me. It was me, and I kind of got to stop doing that because sometimes people need to own up to their wrong. And if it does hurt me, I should say like, hey, that does hurt me. And like I was telling you before, like my week started off kind of rough. Monday, Tuesday was not a good day. But at the end of the day, I was still processing everything that had just happened. And I needed to forgive, but I also needed to heal at the same time. And I cannot allow somebody to bring me down that won't be healed. Does that make sense? Like, I want it to make sense. (laughs) Because it's kind of like one of those things where if you're at a battle with yourself, don't come and disrupt my peace. That's exactly what I felt. Disrupting my peace, you're shifting my atmosphere for what? And you hurt me. Like, wow. Say sorry. <laughs> Say sorry. And going into the new year, like, when I tell y'all, this is about to be something bigger. This is about to be something better because. I want to better myself and healing is something that is such a base that is so important because nobody is perfect and people are going to make mistakes and your best friend, she's going to hurt you. And that guy that you're talking to, he's most likely going to hurt you unintentionally. It's just, it's just so many layers to like, like nobody is perfect and you have to heal and you have to forgive in order to just have a relationship. Like I said, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. And even if you are perfect or you're trying to be, I guarantee you there is something that you probably need to work on that a lot of people see, but a lot of people won't tell you. Why? Because they're scared. They're intimidated to to be honest and be truthful. And one thing about the truth is that the truth does hurt. Especially when somebody tries to use it against you. Your own truth at that. But we can get into that, like, at a later date. But still, like, 2021, coming bigger, we coming better, we coming stronger, we coming healed, <laughs> we coming delivered, we coming set free. Because, no, who has time to go through a past version of themselves all over again? You know what I mean? Like, take the time out to heal for you. If you don't, if you choose not to heal, that's on you. That's not on them. They hurt you back in high school. How old are you? Like you have to, you have to heal, but you also have to know your triggers too, because that is something that I had to learn. And I learned that through counseling. And I would highly recommend counseling because counseling is not something where they're like, oh, like tell me about your childhood, yada, yada, yada counseling or if you, like whatever type of counsel that you get counseling really helps you along the way to understand the patterns the behaviors that you may have that your parents may have that you may have in relationships friendships just your environment or your surroundings for you to break out of that it's literally like breaking generational curses and not even knowing it because it stops with you but it started with somebody else and 
that has been such a how do I such a such an influence for me to be on track to where I'm going and how I'm trying to get there and what I'm trying to be like. And it has just really inspired me to really just go, like do what I gotta do, set the boundaries, set the barriers. You don't have to be guarded, like all that good stuff because it's not worth it, you know, to hold a grudge and not, and then want to claim you healed and you not really healed because now you triggered and you defensive. Like y'all gotta watch Michael Todd, the forgiveness series because he literally talks about all of that. And I'm not him, so I can't speak to you the way that he has spoken to me, but it is so good. I would like highly recommend that five stars because it was just good. But that's what I think about this quote. That's what I think about the healing that you have. In order to grow, you have to heal. But in order to heal, you have to forgive. Like they are all connected some way somehow and I feel like that as you start to release that pain you'll start to inherit peace and that you'll start to reduce something that isn't just a glow but it's you your own glow how about that like it don't got to be nobody else's glow it don't got to be that Vaseline that you just put in your face it don't have to be none of that it could just be you glowing for you your spirit glowing on the inside of you your magic that we need that. We love that. <laughs> we love a good sis that's glowing for her and that's working her own magic, not for the validation of anybody else but herself. Okay? So, yeah. Next segment. <laughs> Next segment of the podcast is called Sister-ish. Sister-ish is basically where we show up as the media's help. We play that sister role in any and every story and we back them up. Well, today, this story is different. This story, she don't even need our help. She don't even need our help because she's so dope. <laughs> she's so dope that it's just, you. Let's, we're going to get into it. Okay. So I found this story and basically it's a chef that competed in hell's kitchen her name is christine hall now you would think that it's just a normal competition you know like you have to compete like in just any other competition but when i tell you sis has raised the bar so high she came into the competition blind like and i'm not even saying that to be cheesy or anything like that it's not a joke like she's really blind and cooking wow first of all i can't even imagine because i'm always double checking to know which you know what's on what's not on is the oven like 375 and stuff like that but she used what everybody else considered a weakness as a strength first of all sis teach me how to cook i mean i know how to cook but teach me how to make my weaknesses strengths because everybody really downplayed her in the competition 
But let me get back on track before I go into it. So basically, she came to the competition as, of course, being um, being blind. And she got a lot of backlash for it because Hell's Kitchen is no joke, especially with Chef Ramsay. And he really pushed her. He challenged her. But she got the most hate like out of any and everybody. But the kicker is, Sis won the competition. That's the kicker. And that was at the beginning of this year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think they just like released like the season or something like that. So that's why everything's kind of like going like viral still. And it just, I sat there and I thought about it because when in her interview, just discussing her experience about just being in the competition and stuff like that, she explained that her mom had passed away when she was 14 and she started losing her vision at an early age. So her mom didn't want her in the kitchen at all because she's blind and she wanted to take precaution and just her safety measures and stuff like that. So she took it upon herself that she didn't want to just be any statistic or any number of somebody that just needed help. Like she wanted to really, um, really provide the information. That's not the right word. Really imply that she could do things independently. Like just because she's blind does not mean that she needs help with everything. So she went to cooking as an outlet and she remembered like the recipes that her mom um, used to cook her and stuff like that. And um, because she's blind, like she, all she could do was just like really taste it and see. So she explained that in the time of starting to cook or whatever, she started off with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the simplest thing was just a disaster to her and she was just getting so frustrated because she couldn't even do that she couldn't align the the bread the right way she couldn't even get the the right condiments like she said she got ketchup and something else and it was just frustrating to her and she wanted to give up so bad because why couldn't she just see and I was like girl I feel you on that and that really broke my heart because Sometimes we take for granted like sight, vision, our like our movements and stuff like that. And somebody else is just wishing that they can have what we have. And we over here like, dang, I want like a two and a half bedroom, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we want we our desires are different, you know. So that really made me sentimental because I understood her pain when she said that. So, moving on, she went on the Chef Ramsey show and she did an audition or whatever and she was tasting it. And they were like, I love how you taste everything before you try. And she was like, I mean, I have no choice. I have to see. You know, I can't see. So, I have no choice but to taste. Um, And throughout the competition, they were challenging her. They were pushing her. They even gave her a live crab. Um... I don't know what type of dish it was, but apparently she used the wrong thing, the wrong part of the crab, and Chef Ramsey was just like, are you really blind? 
And he really said that. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you don't got to do her like that. Like, of course she's blonde. Like, what do you think? People, like, fake this? Like, I don't know. It made me mad. And it made a lot a lot of other people mad in the competition, too. And needless to say, her mom didn't leave any recipes um, for her to really follow or anything like that, for her to know what to do and how to do it. So she had to figure it out on her own. And for granted, they did have somebody that would tell her like where her stuff was. But other than that, like she was on her own in that kitchen while everybody else was looking on her and stuff like that. Like she probably got the most backlash and the most hate. Like, and I say that again because y'all really have to look at the interview and like the scenes and the different parts. Like people were really coming for her. They want to take her out and she came out on top. Like it's crazy. So I thought that I would talk about it because sometimes that we constantly don't really acknowledge how strong we are until we're weak. And this kind of goes back into like one of those things where you have to know your strengths, but you have to know your weaknesses because they are connected to each other. But if you don't work on your weaknesses, they will forever intimidate your strengths. So she kind of activated something in me because um, she raised the bar super high, first of all. And instead of pe- everybody counting her out, she really stood tall and was like, I got this. I got this. And one thing about me that I do that I know is a weakness for me is I will work on something up to the point where I'm at the last step. And then I'll puck out. I'm like, nope, not doing it. And all that work and all that time that I've invested into doing whatever it was, it's like, I'm scared to what's going to happen next. Like, is this going to succeed or is this going to fail? And I back out. I most likely, I was about to say, I don't know why, but I do know why. It's most likely because of the fact that I am intimidated to fail. But I failed a lot of times this year specifically to really understand that you need failure in order to succeed. So that is not a weakness anymore. I know I'm going to fail before I succeed. Like even if I even if I succeed the first time, something's like I don't want to say something's going to happen, but you just have to be prepared for any and everything. Any and everything can happen. I feel like 2020 has most definitely taught us that. So, yeah. Any and everything can happen at any given moment. And you have to be ready for that shit. So, overall, just listening to the story and um, watching it and stuff like that. Like, it just made me want to go harder. Um, It made me want to still have the same goals that I have in 2021. Because I was like, oh, by COVID. And this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And already doubting myself before I even started. And sometimes that's what we do. We doubt ourselves because it's easier to to talk ourselves out of something that we know that we're so passionate about. Um, And it's not really looking towards the validation of others. It's really comprehending that, hey, can I do it when nobody else is clapping for me? Um, And she made me want to be like, all right, 2021, we finna go hard. We finna finna graduate. We finna go to grad school. Like, 
we gonna do this. We're gonna get your car, we're gonna get your apartment. Like, we're gonna do this. Come on, let's go. Like, she made me want to go so hard because she refused to succeed at a lower level that everybody else was giving her. She said, I'm finna level up. <laughs> and sis, guess what? I'm finna level up with you because you have just inspired me to go and do what everybody else is telling me not to do. Thank you for that. And that is sister-ish. Next segment. Okay, sister friends. So we are going on to the next segment of the podcast, which is sister talk. Sister talk is basically the advice section um, for the podcast. And if there is a submission, we will talk about it. You guys can DM me on Facebook and on Instagram. If not, I will just pour out into you, hoping that you can receive it. So today, I actually do have a submission. And this is from A. She says, how do I go into 2021 and 2021 without feeling like I have to hinder myself from 2020? I have to, I feel like I have to redefine myself and I don't have the same confidence I walked into 2020. I know it's a different year. So can you help me redefine myself as well as get my confidence back? Well, sis. You ain't going to be the only one that's trying to figure out how to maneuver in 2021 because 2020 has, like I said, been a revealing year and it's been a hard year and we were not expecting this. I'm sure everybody had their own goals, their own plans, their own journey. And like you said, like this isn't a year where it's about new year, new me. I feel like that this is like a new year better me because we have invested so much time into other things that 2020 has really sat us down and slowed us down in order to get our lives like together, like get us all together and really just reconstruct ourselves. And I feel that you can do this. This is going to be a new year. We don't know what COVID, Corona, we don't know what sis is going to do <laughs> in 2021. They have a cure for it, um, but it is causing other complications such as Bell's palsy. So we don't know. You know, we really don't know. But all I can really tell you to do is just really focus on yourself and invest in yourself. So the goals that you have or that you had in 2020, if you didn't make them, like, girl, go back to the drawing board and go after them. Do not let this virus stand in your way. That's something that I've been telling a lot of people is that, of course, this virus is most definitely real and you have to be careful. But at the same time, you still have to live your life. You really have to live your life. You have to go after for whatever it is. Chase your dreams. Do what you say you was going to do. Because most likely because of the fact that everybody's on their phone and everybody's just doing what they said they was going to do or really just kind of put it together and was like, I'm just going to jump. That's probably exactly like what has happened now. So why not take that risk? I know it can be scary, especially walking into 2021, but sis, you have made it all the way through 2020 
and a lot of people have died and I'm not trying to shift the atmosphere but I'm just saying like things that you may have lacked or you feel like you lacked in 2020 are already there for you you really just have to really push and activate yourself in order to do those things that you said that you were going to do like I was saying before like I always get to a point where I'm ready to just finish and then I'll back out but I've had to understand especially in 2020 that I'm going to have to fail to succeed and it's not about who's watching or who congratulates me or if I go viral how much money I'm making from this it matters about how passionate I am about doing something and does it fulfill my purpose more than my destiny and that's really where I am and I always push people to go go out go and as you reflect on yourself it may feel like your confidence is a little shaky because you were like so like ready to get it done whatever the case may be but it's a different year which means that it's going to be new beginnings which means it's going to be different chapters which means it's time for you to turn the page sis it's really time to turn the page because this is 2020 that is that's not going to be what 2021 is going to look like and we have been in this pandemic for about nine months now and March will make it a year, but hopefully we can go ahead and get that out the way before March so we can go back to what is so-called a quote-unquote normal life, but it probably won't ever be a normal life, you know, like ever. And um, people are going to be taking precaution even when COVID goes away, like this is going to take time for everybody to rebuild themselves. So don't feel like you're the only one feeling like you're working on yourself and that you have really, I guess, are displaced because you're not alone. I'm going to be working. I got some friends that's going to be working. You got some sisters that's going to be working. Like everybody's going to be working on some type of aspect of themselves because 2020 most definitely was a speed bump before we can get to where we really were trying to be. And maybe that just was not the right time for anybody. But now, it's time to reactivate you, sis. It's time to really tap into your inner ambition and go after it. Because I promise you, the same confidence that you had before, most likely, is just shaking up as it probably should be just due to COVID, you know. But I would say, keep going. Go back to the drawing board. Whatever your blueprint was, go back to it and just start. Because the worst thing that you can't, the worst thing that you could do is not start, but want to finish. And give somebody else your idea so they can't finish. So there's only one you. And I feel like nobody else can do it better than you. So go ahead sis go off do it and let us know whatever it is that you're going to do we support you we can shout you out um if it's a business i don't know if i don't know anything really like we can help you so yeah that is all i have for today and i really hope that Y'all have a wonderful, safe, happy New Year's.
and I will see y'all next time.